Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. Hello again, my friends. Happy New Year to you. Vince Quinn back on CBS Sports Radio. It's been a busy week. I actually got some run in in daylight hours. Seven o'clock on the West Coast during this week. Graceffa, I'm basically big time now. I don't know if you understand this, but I'm a national celebrity now. Did you work seven days in a row this week? Uh, I'm on track to. I'm on track because I uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, Sunday. I got Monday. Yeah, with all my different jobs because I'll be doing some stuff in Philly. Like, yeah, I'm working seven days. So, but you didn't work all seven days in a row at this place. No, no, I have not. Which is probably best for everybody. Best for your health. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I don't stop. So, uh, by the way, Happy New Year, Graceffo. How you doing? Didn't we do this already? Well, kind of, sort of, but it's, you know, this is our normal show, so I, I might as well say Happy New Year to you. Great. Are, <laughs> are you a resolution guy? Look at me. Do you think I am? Well, you might try and fail at them. I might as well ask if you even try. Do you even try with resolutions? No. They're the biggest waste of time in the world. They're not a waste of time. They're just hard to accomplish. If you do it, it's a good thing. Listen, just live your life the way you were. Really? <laughs> like... Everything. I assume everything is fine with all of you people out there. Just live the life. Live your life the way you were. Okay. Never improve yourself, James. No. Graceffo. I mean, if you only if you improve yourself, you can only disappoint you. If you set goals, <laughs> you can only disappoint yourself in the long run. Like you know, when I set goals for myself, and I ended up here with you. Yeah. Well, that's that's fair. Okay. Now I understand your pessimism, but. I've got goals for the show, Graceffo. By the way, I'm just letting you know. I have goals yeah, I for the show. I might not be here for those. Well, we'll see how that goes. If, if you find another job, I'm happy for you. Or, I don't know, if you just drop dead uh, on some level, I'm happy no, for you. No, it was more of the drop dead. Yeah. Than, well, not the other job. <laughs> Based on your, your optimism, if that happens, I'm happy for you. But uh, we've got goals. In fact, here's the kind of energy that I'm bringing to the show this year, all right? Because I'm ready to go. Is I actually just made a mailbox for the show already. I just walked down the hall and made one for us because they I didn't have one. Everybody in the building has a mailbox here. Like, they've got a space, and I said, you know what? I don't have a mailbox. I didn't see a mailbox for you either. So we have a mailbox. No, I, ha- I have one. Okay. It's just stuffed with headphones. Well, we have a collective mailbox now. So I've made a mailbox for the show, and if people want to send us actual physical mail, which I, I would love to get actual mail for the show. Listen, you got swag, send it over. Well, anything. whatever you do, anything for free, I'll take it. Swag letters. If people like, if people sent, I don't know, baseball card, send me a Michael Jordan rookie card and I'll sign it and send it back. Yeah, that's you know, a great idea. That's that's exactly what people. You could do. send us like a Mike Trout rookie card and yeah. I'll just keep it and sell it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. See, if you do that, so don't send anything valuable to Graceffo. If you address it to me or to the Vince Quinn show, I will open that mail. But we do have a mailbox now, 
I just made that official, even though management isn't quite aware of me making this official. <laughs> and so you can send us so mail to the show. you come in with your own label maker and just make a mailbox? Well, no, I just printed it out in Word. I just had a couple of minutes because, like, we we had a lot. There's, there's so much stuff to talk about, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I knew what we were going to talk about. We had, like, 30 minutes to spare. So I loaded in a bunch of new music that I want to play on the show. I made the mailbox. Like, we're good. We're good. So you're saying I did a good job tonight. You had 30 minutes to kill. Well, yeah, you did an excellent job. I was okay. I did my standard run of things. I didn't do anything exceptional. But you came in. You knocked it out of the park. You did a good job with the, with preparing the show. So that was all good. I was like, you know what? I want to make a mailbox for the show. I'm just going to make a mailbox. Who so- cares? Not me. <laughs> good energy to start the year. I mean, really. Yeah. But what it- are we going to get? If if you oh, cigarette butts, who knows? If you know what, if someone mails us actual used cigarette butts, that's pretty hilarious. I'll take it. I'll take anything that people actually mail to us. But you know what? The things that you get, because like working at radio stations oh, over the years, righty then. It, it's, it can be fun. Sometimes people send in all, you get all sorts of wacky stuff. Sometimes it's personal letters. Uh, I've had things that have actually insulted me directly as a host. I've gotten a lot of that in my old job. So what you would call hate mail. Yes, I've gotten hate mail. Like oh, actual, great. Like somebody actually took the time to fill out a postcard and write Vince Quinn sucks on that postcard. Did and you save it and frame it? it? I actually, it's it's actually taped to my desk at home. There yeah, you I'm go. Not, I'm not even kidding. It's on oh, my man. desk. Yeah. So. If you if if someone has you know enough time on their hands to do that, then you might as well like save it as a keepsake. Well, yeah. So that's what I decided to do. So I held on to that mail. But sometimes you get people that send books or actually kind letters. Like there's so many things that people can send in the mail. So if you want to send mail to the show, I'll put it out on Twitter. But we're also at 345 Hudson Street. In New York City, we're on the 10th floor, and you can address it to the Vince Quinn Show. So Great. Now if somebody wants to beat us up, they, they know where we are. Well, yeah, you could Google the station anyway, but now... Yeah, but get... they don't know that we're actually here. Well, we're here, so you can find us now. Right. We could be anywhere Well, here well, in actually, this day and age. Okay, other little side thing before we get into actual sports stuff, because there's a lot of stuff that I do want to talk about. Um, luckily, if we do get mugged today, I forgot my wallet. I left the house without my wallet. Yeah, that's not good. It's not. Good uh, thing you have your ID on your neck, though. Well, that's that's a, that's a, that's that's a win. the biggest key. Is I wear the ID for the station around my lanyard. Again, if you want to send mail to us at the station, three forty five Hudson Street, New York City. Stefan never got a lanyard. Tenth. <laughs> he floor. never even he never even got one of those. You never. I think I got this from from my Philly side of the operation, not New York. Um, but. We'll get you a lanyard. Mail Graceffo a lanyard. 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor. Uh, well, you never know. Tell, so, the, tell the bosses here to email me a lan- uh, mail me a lanyard. <laughs> there we go. I'll send an email. Uh, I'll be talking with them soon. I want to build out the show, man. Like, I really want to aggressively go with this. We're a national show. I'm not going to sit on my hands here. I want to do something <laughs> with this. I want to have a good time. Uh, also, I, I might as well get this out. This is a resol- I'll say this is my show resolution. Personal resolutions, I, I'm not great at them. But show resolution... I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Graceffo, I want to go on tour. I want to go on tour. I want to do a show from different locations around the country. Wherever you're listening to me right now, whatever station it is, wherever. I know we're on in Canada. I know we're on in, in the middle of the country, West Coast, East Coast, wherever you are, North, South. I would love to do the show in other locations. I would come uh-huh. to, as we have the vaccine and things calm down and it gets to a point where travel's okay, I would love to go to different affiliates and say hi to people and hang out for a weekend and do the show and, and just have a good time. I'll tell you, good luck with that one. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm probably going to have to fight for that, but I'm okay with yeah, it. You, yeah, like tooth and nail. Well, they won't pay for it as my guess. My, right, my, and if I have to like come out of my wallet, 
it ain't happening. Well, yeah, and that's fine. If you want to stay here, that's that's okay. But you still you still have to produce the show if I'm on location. But I'm happy to drive wherever, uh, fly wherever. Again, assuming you know this is a little bit later in the year, vaccine, all that good stuff. Then I want to travel. I want to meet people, people that listen to the show. I want to see other parts of the country. I would love to do that. So. Those are our goals that I've got for the show. But, again, it starts with a mailbox. So we've got a mailbox now if you want to actually send us anything. Baby steps, kid. It is. Yeah, 345 Hudson Street. We're on the 10th floor. says the address so we can get mugged on the way out. Yes, 10th floor. Uh, again, I forgot my wallet, and I actually mean that. I had to call my girlfriend. I was like, I didn't leave it, like, in the parking garage getting out of the building, did I? She's like, no, it's here on your desk. So, great. I, I don't have my wallet. I'm not worth anything. It's not worth mugging me. So, 345 yeah, Hudson One of Street. us does. Okay, Graceffo's going to leave the show early. I won't tell you when. 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor, New York, New York. Address it to the Vince Quinn Show. So with that being said, now that we've gotten our little New Year's things out of the way, um, we have playoff football coming up. We have playoff football. We, we had college stuff just the other day. Now we get the opportunity to go through the NFL week 17. And the real drama is... In the AFC, because the NFC, it's, okay, what team gets in from the NFC East? And really, it's just, okay, what color vomit do you prefer? And then the last team in is the Chicago Bears, maybe. Like, okay, you know, I'll say this. I'll say this for the NFC. The Arizona game against the Cardinal or the against the Cardinals, against the Rams is fascinating. That game is fun. You've got a backup quarterback. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows anything about him, including reporters of the Rams. There's a lot of great stuff with that. So we'll be getting to that later. But that's that's the biggest, most dramatic thing with the NFC. You look at the AFC, there's so many good teams at the top of the AFC, and one of them can't make it. And we had conversations, if you were listening, as I was in for JR over the course of the week, about the weaker teams, right? And if I'm looking at it, especially... This week, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be available for that game against the Bills. The Dolphins might get in. They've been a fun team, but if they don't make it, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to miss the Dolphins. I'm not weeping for them. I don't know how dangerous they really are. And that's what it comes down to, right, is what's the team out of these handful of teams that are at the bottom. We got five of them, right? So I got to count this on my hand so I make sure I don't forget one. You've got the Colts who are on the outside. So they're they're sitting at uh, at the the bottom of the ladder right now. Then you've got the Browns, the Ravens, the Titans, and oh my God, I'm so close! Uh, Browns, Ravens, Titans, and Dolphins. So I already said them. So there we go. So there's your there's your five. Now, out of those teams, who do you actually think is the most dangerous? Do you see any of those teams? Maybe it's none of them, but I can look at some of these teams and give them an opportunity to really make an impact. And you look at the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be a really hot team. I think we're going to be talking about them a good bit tonight. But the Baltimore Ravens have been good over this last stretch of the season. So to watch a team heat up going into the playoffs, that's a dangerous thing. You've got Lamar Jackson, who's an MVP just last year. That's a dangerous thing. So maybe it's the Baltimore Ravens. It's not my pick. But I can understand why people are really excited about what the Ravens can do, and maybe that's the team you think can really make noise in the AFC and upset some people, maybe beat the Chiefs, because obviously that's the number one goal here. But is it Cleveland? Cleveland has a pretty good case. As much as they're playing Pittsburgh this week without Ben Roethlisberger and TJ Watt and, and different people, and there's this gut feeling of, oh, well, it's Cleveland, and they always lose, and they're going to blow this. And as much as there's that sentiment around it, 
I really believe in Kevin Stefanski. I believe he's going to get this team through this game. They're going to win. They're going to make the playoffs. And I think they're dangerous. Now, they're either really hot or cold. And so, how far can they go? I mean, it's 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 tough to say they're the most dangerous team. That's what I'll say. It's hard to say they're the most dangerous team because of the inconsistencies. Miami, again, yawn. Uh, I, I'm just not that interested. If their biggest appeal is the backup quarterback getting into the game, as much as I love Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is fun. He makes big throws. He's got a big, bushy beard. He wore Deshaun Jackson's clothing at one point last year, which was hilarious. Um, there's just there's funny elements. Or Maybe that was two years ago. Either way, great moment from Fitzpatrick. That guy who they don't want to start because they want to start Tua, it, it just makes me not so excited about the Dolphins. People are going to be aware of Fitzpatrick. They can game plan for Fitzpatrick. That takes a little shine off of the whole thing. So when I'm looking at a team that I think could be the most dangerous in the AFC, I go with the Titans. I go with the Titans, man. And and you might be like, really? You're going with Tennessee? Yes. Yes. I mean, one, you saw what they did last year, right? Like, look at what they did last year. Last year, they punched the Ravens in the mouth. They beat the Patriots. Like, that was a really good team. And they did it on the back of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, by the way, outside shot. We'll get to this more in just a couple of minutes. But Derrick Henry is an outside shot of getting 2,000 yards this year. That's the season that Derrick Henry's having. It's completely ridiculous. So, Derrick Henry's playing great. But the biggest reason why I believe in the Titans, I'd say they're the most dangerous team out of that back half of the AFC. So we're not counting the Chiefs, the Bills, the Steelers. It's all these ten and was it uh, ten and five teams right now. Most dangerous one is the Titans because Tannehill looks better. I mean, last year Tannehill was a nice surprise and he was efficient, and they were able to get to the playoffs because Tannehill put them on a run. But the offense this year is just so much better. Tannehill looks better. The playoff version of the Titans last year was all Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. It was Derrick Henry. If he wasn't running over guys for five yards a carry, they just didn't look very good. They were ineffective on those plays. But the offense is better. Tannehill looks better. And when you see what he's bringing to the table, along with the receivers, because it's not just A.J. Brown and how good A.J. Brown is. That guy, I mean, that guy's just a monster. And he's so much fun to watch. But for A.J. Brown, it's also the guy lining up across from him. And you got Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a bit of a forgotten man for a guy that was a first-round pick just a couple of years ago. But he looks a lot better this year. Both of those guys, by the way, might go over 1,000 yards. We'll see how this week plays out. But they're on track to do it. So you could have two receivers over 1,000 yards. You could have Ryan Tannehill, who he can throw. He can throw. He can make those plays. He's got legs. He's got Derrick Henry with him. There's just a lot of elements to that team. that The defense took a little bit of a step back. But this has become an offensive league. So to be able to ground and pound a bit, to be able to have some big playability with the wide receivers, there's just there's enough things here where I feel better about the Titans. And by the way, I've seen them win playoff games, which is the biggest knock against the Ravens. They haven't been able to win with Lamar yet. So until they win those playoff games, I go with Tennessee. I think they're the most dangerous out of all these 10 and 5 teams. So 855 212 4227. That's how you join the show. 855 212 4227. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket Ken. So 
Here's what we'll do next. I want to get a little bit more into Derrick Henry and the season he's having and how exceptional Derrick Henry really is. And I very much mean that word, exceptional. We're going to talk about that next. Keep it here. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. We've already gotten an invite to Toronto, Graceffo. Look at that. I don't have a passport. You don't have a passport? No. Oh, we're gonna make that happen. We just got an invite from Toronto. You paying three hundred for a passport? Uh ooh, ooh. mail Graceffo a passport. You don't need me. You mail, don't need me after all, here, bud. Mail him an illegal passport. Um, no, don't do that. I, I don't. We're we're 20 minutes into the show. I've just incited the federal government. We're doing great. Probably should get a passport, right? You probably should. Canada's great. I used to go to Canada literally every single year. We'd go to a lake in the middle of nowhere in Ontario. We would just fish and drink beer, and it was the best week ever. Every single year, I, I absolutely loved it. So yeah, it used to be you didn't need a passport to get into Canada. Uh, yeah, it used to be. I believe a driver's license would do. And maybe some second form of identification. I I forget. I used to go when I went. It was I was pretty young, you know. So for me, it was like I had to have a letter from my parents that I could be there with my friend's dad. You know, <laughs> that was that was the level of security. So it was pretty lenient then. Maybe I had a. Pa- I think I got my first passport when I was like eighteen. So two or three years I went without a passport. I want to say, um, but yeah. Hey, someone from Toronto said they'd love us to come up. I want a tour. I want a tour as things clear up. As things get back to normal, vaccines out, I'm down to tour. I would love to do the show from somewhere. And again, I just put out the address for the mailbox. It's out on Twitter, 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor, baby. Send us something. Graceffa, you're, you're so, you, do, you don't think we're going to get anything, do you? No. <laughs> no. Someone's like used gum. Someone's like used cigarette butts. You know, I'll take it. Someone's used other things that you probably can't say on the radio. Oh, well, yeah, I I don't want that. But anything like anything that somebody wants us to send generally, I'm just curious to see if people send anything. You get curious things in the mail. And honestly, I like the personal element of mailing something. Like when you handwrite somebody a letter, handwriting something just means more than a text or an email can sometimes. You know if what you, I mean? If you got anything with a Jet logo, send it my way. There we go. Yeah, anything with a Jets logo. Uh, hey, you, you want a Trevor Lawrence jersey? Huh? We'll get you a custom Trevor yeah, Lawrence sure, Jets bud. jersey. There yeah, you go. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Rub it in. That's for you not believing in the mailbox. All right. That's, that's I believe personal. in the mailbox. I think we're going to get mail. It's just going to be joke mail. Well, yeah, maybe it is, but I'll take it. Mail is mail. I'm good. You said, will anybody mail us something? I said, yes. There Therefore, we go. I believe in the mailbox. So there, okay. Well, then I'm sorry. No one sent Graceffo a, a Trevor Lawrence Jets jersey. That's too mean. Um, <laughs> if you want to join the show, let me, well, let me ask you this because I, I just laid out the case talking about AFC teams team. I think is the most dangerous is the Titans. I would not want to play them. I saw what they did last year. The offense got better offensive league. I mean, on the Titans, Graceffo for the AFC, who you got? Uh, I want to say the Colts, but you know, we're not playing football in 1990, you know, five or six anymore. They like to run a lot. Yeah. So, and they want to play and they want to play defense, you know, two things that are not uh, stalwarts in the national football league anymore. So I I guess I would lean towards the Ravens. Uh, just you know having the MVP pedigree of Lamar, 
it seems like Lamar's bout with COVID-19 has made him stronger. I don't know how that's possible, but everybody else has seemed like they're uh, they're sucking wind out there. But Lamar seems like he's uh, gotten stronger from it. And, uh, you know, if you could get somebody playing or a team playing on a higher note right now, I mean, I can't really find another one. I mean, can you give me another team that's hotter right now than the Ravens? No, playing better than them right now, no. I can't. They, they've been great for five weeks. Tampa Bay's been getting better. They, they've been good the last couple of weeks, but not as long as Baltimore's been doing well. So, yeah, Baltimore's been hot. If they get into a position where they can play from ahead and they don't have to rely on Lamar to throw the ball 40 times, they're going to win playoff games. Like, it's it's very simple. Well, yeah, and even last year when they played the Titans, this is funny because this is against my own case now, but, hey, I, I want to be real. When you look at it last year, they panicked early in that game. I mean, they panicked early against the Titans because I think it was like the first quarter, it didn't go their way, Titans put up some points. By the second quarter, it felt like they were passing a lot. I mean, if they gutted that out and gave it more time, could they have turned things around? Maybe, but... They, they were just quick on the trigger. So maybe it is Baltimore. Maybe it's just a quick coaching adjustment, and they figure this all out. But for now, I go with Tennessee. I've seen them win playoff games. So 855-212-4227. And I want to talk more about Derrick Henry. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's go to Todd, who's in Cleveland. Todd, what's going on? He's going to get mail from old dudes in prison who were mad that the Raiders didn't go to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. That's fine with me. Listening on transistor radios. I can't believe that the Colts are in Indianapolis. Wait till I get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the most mentally tough coaching staff is by far the Titans. Mm-hmm. So that makes them the most dangerous as far as I'm concerned. But that in and of itself is not going to be enough to get, get through the playoffs. The best offense is going to be the Browns, but they have also the worst defense. So it's going to be concerning. I don't. I'm a Kevin. I'm, I'm a Stefanski fan myself, but he makes panic plays, man. Have, did you watch that last Jets game? Well, you know, it's odd because they for them to lose to the Jets was pretty shocking, and I don't know why I didn't get around to watching that one this week, but I didn't see it. No, he's he makes plays that that dudes make when they're in a panic. There, there was no reason for them to run those that many quarterback sneaks, especially when Baker was having issues with the fu- with fumbling. Oh, well, that's right. He had that fumble. It was that fourth and one late in the game. Okay, I saw some clips of it then. That's in my brain somewhere. Okay. It didn't, it didn't even make good sense. Now, maybe Baker has enough latitude to where he called that on his own. He had that, that room. But you're not going to see that from the Titans, man. At the Titans, at the Titans get beat, it's because of some fiasco that a brain fart that one of the players did. It's not going to be because of that coaching staff. And they also have the best coaching team because, truthfully, when we talk about coaches, it's really the coaching team. Yeah. Like, the Browns have excellent, excellent offensive line coach. And the Titans' offensive line coach is decent enough. But the guy who's coaching the um, Ravens that caused a lot of um, Lamar Jackson's plays is going to get that dude into a short short career, man, because you don't need to be out in the open field that much. And they, they sending them out there a lot. So well, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. It's the Titans, man. All right. Hey, Todd, I appreciate it, man. All Thanks right. for the call. And if, if you want to get in, 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show, 855-212-4227. But the other thing is here, when it goes to the Titans and Derrick Henry, I, I do want to highlight this because he has a chance. Now, it's a little bit of an outside chance on the surface. So listen to this. Derrick Henry is 223 yards away from getting to 2,000. That's a lot of yards. But here's the simple case. 
Derrick Henry for the season, one, he's averaging 105. Okay, so he's doing pretty well week to week. But more importantly, they're playing Houston this week. And when they played earlier in the season, Derrick Henry, 212 yards. So he can do this. He had a previous game against Houston, I think last year, where he ran for over 200. So this is possible. I mean, we could see Derrick Henry hit 2,000 yards this season, which hasn't been done since Adrian Peterson. So... That's a big deal. It also puts him in company with Chris Johnson, CJ2K, another Titans running back. But looking at Derrick Henry, it's so fascinating, right? Because think about this. We talk about him now, and he is a clearly understood by everybody bona fide superstar. Two years ago, that wasn't the case. You remember Derrick Henry two years ago? Because he was a guy that he hadn't done a whole lot. I mean, his first season, he had maybe 500 yards. Second season, he didn't do much until basically the back half of the year. I mean, it took Derrick Henry maybe till the last four games of the season before he actually became the Derrick Henry that we know today. And it's a testament to the coaching staff of the Titans and using him properly. And, and it's also kind of shocking because, my goodness, Mike Malarkey, what were you doing? What was he doing? Like, it's it's crazy to think that there were times that Mike Malarkey wasn't able to get the talent out of Derrick Henry. We're talking about a straightforward run-you-over running back. And it took him a couple of years to figure it out. But now that he's figured it out, he's rolling and he's unstoppable. And that's why when I mentioned before the idea that Derrick Henry is exceptional, I really mean that. I mean, he is a guy that is the focal point of an offense and he doesn't catch passes. For a running back, that's pretty rare. Like, look at Alvin Kamara and, and what he is for the Saints, and how great of a receiver he is. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook can catch a, a good number of passes. But Derrick Henry doesn't really do that. Yet, he's still a guy that you can believe is the center of an offense that can win playoff games and has won playoff games. So, he's just a he's an amazing player. I, I mean, you really got to step back and appreciate what he is. He's very unique in today's NFL. So, I'm rooting for him. But, 855 212 4227. That's how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn. This is the Vince Quinn Show. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, the mailbox is open, baby. I just set it up. I just set it up. I just walked down the hall. I looked around. I said, everybody's got a mailbox but me. What's that about? And I said, you know what? I'm making myself a mailbox. So we have a mailbox now for this show. You want to send something to me? You want to send something to Graceffo? Well, that's easy to do. And I I pinned the address on my profile on Twitter because I want people to send us things in the mail because mail is fun. So you can hit us up at the Vince Quinn Show with CBS Sports Radio, 345 Hudson Street. 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor, New York, New York, 10014. So I'm excited for mail. I don't know what's going to come. I assume we will get flooded with all sorts of fun, interesting things. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I might get hate mail. It might be a, an old sock. It could be anything. But I just want to see what people send in the mail. So I figured, why not? Let's do it. I want a mailbox. You'll get a letter from somebody who wanted to get into the business. Well... <laughs> Yeah. And then, you tell, and then you tell them, no, don't. Well, I, honestly, I would love to take a time at some point and set something up where, because, for example, there's one, there's a lot of people being a nationally syndicated show. You got a lot of people that run the board. 
And they're at these different stations. Wherever you're listening across the country, there might be somebody at the radio station, the physical location of the station, making sure this show plays. Those people are in the business but want to go up in the business. Well, how do you grow? And if you're listening right now, you got a podcast, you want to get into sports broadcasting, like, I would love to talk to those people. I would love to do that. And I don't know if we just set up, like, a Zoom call at some point, but, hey, it's it's 2021. It's a new vibe. We're going to do a lot of different things. And if people are interested in that, hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter, at It's Vince Quinn. If there's enough interest in that, I'm happy to set something up, talk to people, talk about the industry, all that different stuff. Because I've been in it now since I got out of college. Uh, it's been about eight years, something like that. What's wrong with you people? Well, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things wrong with me. Now, I, I started giving out T-shirts at bars, and obviously, here I am. So... Yeah, if you're interested and you want that kind of thing, again, I just got the mailbox going. I'm talking about going on tour. Now we're talking about setting up a Zoom call to talk about the business. We're growing, Graceffa. We've got failure. We, <laughs> I'm not fat anymore, okay? I'm a little chubby now, but I'm not fat, fat anymore. Failure. No, 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 no. I used to be fat. I was fat in college, but now I'm I'm a somewhat felt failure. So <laughs> that's that's a, the proper way to to. You're a clown. Well, okay, that's accurate. So. 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. I'm Vince Quinn here. And the question I asked to start this whole thing sports-wise was, I'm looking at all these teams that are 10-5, and five, and they're all fighting to get into the playoffs still on the AFC, right? So you're looking at, let's see if I can do this again. You got the Dolphins, one, the Colts, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Titans. Bam, I did it. So you've got five different teams there. And who's the most dangerous out of those five? I look at the Titans and I go, that's the team that I don't want to play. I I know what all the hype is around the Ravens right now, and they're playing good football. But I look at the Titans offense. It's gotten better. It's a unique thing that's hard to play against. I mean, think of the NFL today. We don't have massive linebackers anymore. You see linebackers like Deion Jones for the Falcons. He's what, like 240, 245? That's a tiny linebacker for a middle linebacker. That's a small dude. Now, he's a good player, but he's a small guy. Derrick Henry's a very unique problem that very few teams are equipped to handle. I mean, the guy's over 100 yards a game. He might hit 2K this year. Like, that's what we're looking at with Derrick Henry. That's a hard problem to solve. When you pair that with Tannehill, with A.J. Brown, with Corey Davis, like, there's enough things going on. Johnu Smith is fun for a tight end. There's enough things with the Titans that I go, you know what? They're a dangerous team, and when it comes playoff time, I don't want anything to do with them. I don't want to line against uh, line up against them at all. So, 855-212-4227, and I want to get to the Dolphins in just a minute, but first let's go to Cody, who's in Philly. What's up, Cody? F-R-A-U-D-S. Fraud, Vince. Those are the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. Both of them are frauds. The Buffalo Bills are a high-scoring offense, and they play nobody. The Tennessee Titans are a high-scoring offense, and they play nobody. Okay, I'll say this. The Titans haven't played a lot of people, but the Bills have played some quality games here, including that Steelers game just a couple of weeks ago. And they beat the Steelers pretty soundly. Like, that's a notable win. Uh, the Bills beat the Seahawks earlier this year. So they've, they've beaten some decent teams. Vince, 
what did the Steelers do the last four weeks? They lost three out of four and had a miraculous comeback against the garbage Colts that Phillip Rivers melted down. And so they should have lost, the Steelers should have lost four in a row. Everybody knows that they were the worst 11-0 and team in probably NFL history. They were a shaky 11-0, and I'll give you that. But and it's not nothing. It's not nothing, you're right. But Buffalo, it, they will fold just like they folded last year in the playoffs on that Saturday, what was it, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night game last year. And Tennessee, I, I just can't put the pieces together, Vince. I just can't do it with Tannehill. He, he's, a, he's a robber. He robbed Miami for $100 million. He robbed uh, Tennessee for $100 million. Actually, he's one of only, I think, two quarterbacks in NFL history that have had separate $100 million contracts. The only other guy that had it, Michael Vick, two separate $100 million contracts. Vince, these two teams are frauds. Would love to hear your, uh, your input. Thanks okay. For my call. Yeah, Cody, I appreciate it, man. So I'll say this. I understand the skepticism with the Bills because the, generally Josh Allen, what he was the first couple of years, the playoff performance before, but... This is a whole season's worth of football, and Josh Allen looks like a new man. He's a totally different guy. I mean, the quarterback, I'll say this. I have never in my life, in my life, and I am a massive football and especially NFL obsessive, I've never in my life seen a guy make the jump that Josh Allen's made from year two to year three. Unbelievable. I didn't think he had it in him. I don't think anybody's had it in them. He's changed everything. He looks incredible, and he can run and pass. So looking at Josh Allen, I get why generally people are skeptical, but that kind of growth for a full season to be an MVP candidate after a full season, that's impressive. Now, the playoff game is something I still want to see him go through, but I believe he can do it. I'm not expecting the Bills to lose against whoever they play next week. I figure they'll win. They're they're a well-built, well-run, well-coached team. So I'm buying Josh Allen. Maybe the growth makes you skeptical, and that's fine. If if that's where you're at right now, I think Josh Allen, and, and allow me to make this little comparison, it's going to be Justin Fieldsy. How about that? It, it's He comes out against Clemson. There's all the haters, all the doubters. He throws six touchdowns. He looks like a god, and Clemson's out of the playoff. So... No more questions about Justin Fields and Ohio State. Those are all gone. Now, if you want to say Alabama's better, that's a different conversation. But the but Fields and the quality of player that he is, that was a big-time statement game. So maybe that's what it's going to take for the Bills. they got to win a playoff game, and then people actually get on board. But I'm already on board. I've been on board since, like, week three. So all aboard the Bills uh, bandwagon for me. And again, with the Titans, I, I made the case earlier, I'm just a big fan of what they're doing. And, and how they're built, and I think they're a hard team to play in the playoffs. So I'm buying the Titans still. I think they're dangerous. But 855-212-4227 is how you join the show. So let's talk about the Dolphins for a minute because the Bills are playing the Dolphins, and it's not even so much about the game. It, I, I've had the opportunity to talk about the game throughout the week. Long story short, Fitzpatrick not playing is a big deal, even if he's not supposed to start. The fact that he's not available is a big deal for that game, and I worry about the Dolphins' ability to win. Now, the Bills might sit people, and we'll see where a lot of that goes with the game. So I'm I'm not getting too deep on that right here and right now. But 
Here's the fascinating thing about the Dolphins. You know where they're drafting this year? If things go according to plan, the Dolphins are the third pick in the draft. Third? Third. Vince, how are they making the playoffs maybe in third pick in the draft? Well, they're making the playoffs because Houston, woo, woo boy, Houston. This is the Laramie Tunsil trade biting them in the you-know-what. So that's what this is. They gave up that first-round pick to get the tackle, and they lost a billion games. And now, well, that pick belongs to Miami. So with Tua being the guy that he is at this point, people are starting to ask questions. And they're saying, okay, well, if Tua's not this good, and I'm looking around and I'm seeing rookie quarterbacks, I mean... Joe Burrow, for the games that he played, he looked pretty good. I'd say he had a pretty good rookie year. Justin Herbert has had a record-setting rookie year. Jalen Hurts has been pretty good this year. You know, there's a lot of rookie quarterbacks that are making noise. Two is not. So, for him to look the way he does right now, for the Dolphins to have the third pick, people are starting to go, well, maybe the Dolphins should use that pick on somebody else. Now, here's the thing. I get how you get to that point, but I don't agree with it at all. I mean, I have no interest at this point in getting rid of Tua. It's early. It's early. I mean, I understand that there's other young guys that are playing well, and generally, rookie quarterbacks have had the ability to be successful early in the NFL. That's that's how it's been the past couple of years. Since we've gotten from the point where, hey, let's draft a guy uh, number five overall and, you know, we'll sit him on the bench for three years and after he learns from a veteran and how the game works, we'll eventually, someday, maybe, we'll allow him to have the opportunity to run our franchise. It's not like that anymore. So these guys get out and play, and the rookies generally play well. You, you have a good feel of how good they are early. But I'll say this, for as much as Tua isn't great, he's not awful and you saw what he did as a as a player at Alabama I mean he's a guy that came into the middle of a national championship game and lit things up so the guy's got it in him he's got that ability it's a comfort level it's an adjustment it's in a way Alabama's a handicap I mean really going into the NFL as a quarterback it's a harder transition all of your guys in in Alabama they're better than everybody they're wide open so when you've got so many great wide receivers, two of them going in the first round last year in Ruggs and Judy, that's a big adjustment to make. You're going from those guys to Miami's wide receivers. You're going to NFL coverage. It's a total adjustment. Not having the full offseason, it's a hard spot to be in. So unless two had just totally flunked out and looked completely miserable and nonstop interceptions, okay, maybe you could have the conversation. But... At this point, even with the third pick in the draft, I'm not giving up to it yet. I want to give that guy more time. I want to see what he can do. I want to give him a full offseason, a normal offseason. Maybe, you know, draft wide receivers for him and see what that looks like. But I can't give up on him yet. It, doesn't it feel soon already to give him up? I mean, he just got started. He just got started. So I know two isn't you know, blowing the doors off of anything, but it's fast for me. So I don't think this is a Josh Rosen situation. I'm giving two a time. Now, if you want to talk about it, 855-212-4227. If I'm Miami 
And you look at the draft right now. I mean, Lawrence is one. That's pretty clear. Is two fields? Maybe. Maybe. Zach Wilson? Maybe. But if all those guys are going in the top three, you're Miami. You can trade down. You can get more picks. You can build a better team than what you've got, which is a young, quality team already. And you can add more talent around too. See what that looks like. You know, I, I just don't want to get rid of him yet. I think it's a mistake. So 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn, by the way. This is the Vince Quinn Show. And as you know now, because everybody's talking about it, we've got a mailbox. We got a mailbox, baby. So you can find us at 345 Hudson Street, New York, New York. And uh, you can also find the address because, hey, if you're driving your car right now and you're like, hey, I want to mail Vince something or Graceffo. I mean, Graceffo, are you ready for the amount of love letters that you are going to receive from our dear audience? What do we call the over-under? One? Uh, one and a half. I'm feeling one optimistic. Half? One and a half love letters. Take the under. Okay. Yeah, that's probably. 855 <laughs> Four two two seven. That's how you join the show. Now we got a lot of things to get through over the course of the evening, but woo, there is some fun news. Talking about Justin Fields and where he could go in Jacksonville and who they're going to draft at number one. There's a major game changer that just came out regarding Jacksonville. We need to talk about that on the other side. So eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm Vince Quinn. You can keep up with us on Twitter at it's Vince Quinn. That's all one word at it's Vince Quinn. We're right back. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, hour two of the show. And there's a great story, by the way, that comes from the University of North Carolina, who played Texas A&M, and none of that is important to this story. What's really important is that the quarterback of Texas A&M, or excuse me, UNC, Sam Howell, apparently has never in his life eating a burger. He's never eaten a burger in his life? How is that possible? I, I honestly can't even conceptualize the idea that a person could live, and this kid is like a sophomore in college, so he's maybe 19, 20 years old. This kid has lived for 20 years and never eaten a burger. I will have a chicken breast. Hold the chicken. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a college quarterback, so maybe. Um, but the he just eats chicken. That is it. He just eats chicken. Like, he only eats chicken. I like chicken, but my goodness, like, that is horrifying. I, You would figure that actually hurts him, right? Like, if you're going on dates, if because for any picky eater, for some people, the diet is, is important, right? Like... Let's be honest. If you're vegan, for example, your options are going to be a little bit more limited when you're dating because only so many people are going to want to live with somebody and only go to restaurants and things that facilitate the vegan lifestyle. That is a difficult thing to do. Now, if you want to go on that path, 
all power to you. Eat what you want. You know, whatever. That doesn't bother me. But that's the simple fact of the matter. If you ask somebody on the street, like, hey, would you want to date somebody who's vegan? Some people might go, you know, I no. I, I want somebody that just eats whatever. You know, it, it's easier that way. And it's really that simple for some people. So this guy only eats chicken. Baloney. Not baloney. I don't know why. Baloney's delicious. Baloney. Yeah, baloney's good. I like baloney. I still go to the supermarket and buy a pound of baloney. Buy it for myself. Girlfriend doesn't eat it. I still want baloney. I have a good baloney sandwich. Baloney. So <laughs> he only eats chicken, though. Burgers are the easiest thing on the planet to eat. It's 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 more work to avoid burgers than it is to eat chicken. Like they're every every tailgate you ever go to, barbecues during the summer. It's it's a burger. It's crazy. Like that's it's impressive and sad at the same time. How do you not eat a burger or a, or a steak? Nothing. Not even the, like, oh, burgers are pedestrian. They're not for me. Like, it's not even, like, some elitist thing where it's like, I only eat the finest steaks from the finest steakhouses. I like my steaks Pittsburgh style. You know, like, whatever it is that you're into. But it, it's not even that. He just eats chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, chicken breasts. It's it. It's crazy. I just, I, I've had a hard time processing that. I eat everything. Like, I eat everything. Are you a picky eater, Graceffo? Uh, depends on what we're talking about. Okay, so uh, how about this? What's the most adventurous thing you've ever eaten? I don't know, squid, I guess. Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's fair. I, I think I've got a good range Duck. for you now. Yeah. So not the common stuff, but you'll take like a step, a step out of the the common I'm range. I'm not eating, of eating sheep stomach if that's what you're asking. Okay, me. yeah. See if it was presented and cooked. Yeah, I'd probably eat it. I've eaten pff, lamb heart was the coolest thing. I think that I've eaten. This guy's a liar. That's not true. No. Um, I had a lamb heart taco one day because I saw it on the menu. And I said, well, I don't know where or when I'll ever see this again. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I've had boar, um, bison, ostrich. I think I had once just different random things at restaurants that like to do specialty foods like this. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try. The guy's only eating chicken. It's just, that's mind blowing. So, Anyway, let me. Now that I've just gotten that out of this my system, this guy's a liar. I think he's a liar. I I just don't know. Yeah, this guy's a liar. Yeah, agreed. Okay, we're on the same page now. Done. He's a liar. Uh, well, apparently he 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 did admit he did admit he made one exception. He's had a hot dog. One. He's had. <laughs> okay. We were trying to Only get for that story would I have that guy yelling baloney. That's a wonderful drop to have, though. It's a, it's a beautiful moment there. That's good work by you. And yeah, that's thanks. Why, yes. And if you want to send Graceffo fan mail, that's James Graceffo. You can send him fan mail because I made a mailbox for the show. Baloney. Yes. You can mail. Don't mail us baloney. Do not do that. We only come in once a week. It will go rotten in the mailbox. So do not mail us baloney. It will not help anybody. It might end the mailbox. Um, which, again, I just made. But you can hit us up at 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor, New York, New York, 10014. It's on my Twitter profile. I pinned it at It's Vince Quinn. It's the first tweet you'll see at It's Vince Quinn. Mail us stuff. Let's see what happens. It's a new year. Let's get weird. So, anyway, we've been talking 
about a lot of different things. I want to get to the Jacksonville development in a minute because there's a, there's a crazy thing going on with Jacksonville, and I'm super excited about it. But first, let's take a call. Let's go to Brad, who's oh, in Flint. Brad, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Brad? Not much. Uh, happy New Year to you guys. Good to hear you. CBS Radio. Long-time uh, listener, long-time uh, caller. <laughs> um, just, I was talking about... I was talking. Well, I was talking to your guy who answered the phone. And he's like, "We're not talking about the Lions." I'm like, "I know. It'd be nice to see the Lions in Cleveland play an AFC NFC uh, Super Bowl, but we can dream." But anyway, yeah, it's going to be a um, while. Yeah, I know. Maybe 2090. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, I got my son with me. But uh, I was just talking about that Tennessee thing you were talking about earlier. I just turned you on here a little bit ago, just coming from a family friends mm-hmm. uh, get together. But uh, I, I think Tennessee can maybe do some things, and they might have a chance to. I'm, I'm thinking possible playoffs plus Super Bowl, but we'll see. I mean, you know, we got a lot of contention in the team. I'm a, I'm in the division with the Packers, so everybody yells at me and my family and friends like, "Oh, the Packers are going all the way." Da da da. So we'll just have to see what happens. That was all my note, and my son just wanted to say hello. Hey, well, Brad. Yeah, I wish you guys a happy. Yeah. I wish you guys a happy New Year. Well, thank you, and Happy New Year to you guys as well, and thanks so much for the call, and, and good luck to your Lions someday. I hope they at least hire a good coach. So uh, let's let's take another real quick. Let's go to Jesse in Texas. Jesse, what's going on? You're on CBS Sports Radio. How are you doing? Love the show. First time caller. I want to talk about my Dolphins, diehard Dolphin fans. Okay, uh, uh, Jesse, do you have like a headset or something? It sounds like you're like calling from the middle of a crackling fire. <laughs> Is this a little bit better? Yes, actually, yeah. After you said that, it has gotten better. Yes, so what's on your mind, Jesse? Perfect. Um, Lynn, I'm not too excited about Tua. I do agree, but it's too early to move on from him. That's why I think the best decision is take that third pick, trade it for a ransom of picks, get a first round next year. You can still get a receiver with the Dolphins' second pick in the first round, and Tua doesn't pan out with talent around him. you got two first-round picks to trade up the next year's draft. Get your quarterback then. Okay, and, and Jesse, I appreciate it, man. But, yeah, the, the fire came back, so I, I have to let you go. I mean, that's the thing. There's going to be so many theories about what you do with Tua and whether you keep him. Is Zach Wilson a better pick? Is Justin Fields a better pick if he's there at three? There's going to be a lot of discussions about that. But for now, I stick with Tua. I just – he hasn't been overwhelmingly impressive, but I'll say this. He looks like a guy that belongs in the NFL. That's something. He's got – some level of poise to him. Now, he gets a little sheepish when it comes to throwing the ball, so he's got to learn that. He's got to make some adjustments there. But he's not overly panicking and making awful decisions. He's not crippling the team. He's not turning the ball over. You know what I mean? So for him to be in that kind of situation, I want to see more, and I'm not giving up on him yet, especially based off of what I saw in college. I mean, we're t- we're talking about Tua here. It's, it's not like he's... Some guy that came out of nowhere, if he was some small school prospect that just popped up on the radar, they reached on him, and then he was playing like this, okay, maybe. But this is Tua. This is a guy with a track record that's been in big games. Like, I I just buy this guy, and I'm, I'm not getting off the hill yet. Now, 855-212-4227 is how you get in, and we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket Ken. So... Let's go to Jacksonville, okay, because this is a fun story. Apparently, the Jacksonville Jaguars have decided they're going to move on from Doug Marone. Now, 
That's an obvious decision. That's an easy decision. That doesn't surprise anybody. He's going to coach the last game tomorrow, and then he's going to be done. But who's going to replace him? Well, it seems like the search is already over, and that's what's interesting. So you know who's going to be the head coach? If, if the reports are true, if the reports are true, if they're accurate. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer is going to come out of retirement and coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a bomb. Like, that is an absolute bomb of news. That's massive. What? Yes. Could you? I'm, I was shocked. Legitimately shocked. Because think about this. One, Urban Meyer is in retirement. Two, he's never been in the NFL. He's never been. Never. Hasn't been in the NFL as a coach. Hasn't done it. Everything's been college the whole way. Position coaches, head coaching, whatever it was, on his path to becoming Urban Meyer. It's all college. Now he's going to go pro? That's crazy. And it's great. He should go pro for a lot of different reasons. I mean, one, it's a challenge he hasn't done. That's enticing to enough guys. Not all of the guys in college coaches, but enough guys, right? Nick Saban did it. Bobby Petrino did it. Pete Carroll had done it before and wasn't successful and came back. Like, other guys have wanted to make this leap. Now he's got the chance to do it. Two, and and this is where it makes sense on Jacksonville's side of things. I mean, think about this. You're getting Urban Meyer. He's from the run with Florida. He's won national championships. So to get a guy like that, and have him come back to Florida and coach the team, that's exciting. I mean, that's a big deal, right? If you're a fan and you're like, yeah, the Jaguars, whatever, you're going to be interested in Jacksonville now. There's a lot of Florida fans, right? So how many people are Dolphin fans or Buccaneers fans or Jacksonville fans generally, right? But there's Florida fans all over the state, diehard, very successful program. So now you're getting all of those people, and you're bringing that attention over to Jacksonville. That's a huge get for them, just in terms of reputation, in terms of status, in terms of interest, ratings, money, just money. Urban Meyer is money. It's worth it. But here's the other thing, too, going back to the football side of this, and why the move just makes so much sense, and it's so incredible. Because think about this. He's been around different kinds of quarterbacks, and he's been successful. Alex Smith at Utah is very different than Tim Tebow, who is very different than Dwayne Haskins. Also, he recruited Joe Burrow, identified Joe Burrow, brought him to Ohio State. So Urban Meyer gets it. He's been successful everywhere he's been. So you got a guy with a proven track record who's got a blank slate, and that's really important too. The Jacksonville job, you can do anything you want. They got all the cap space in the world. They've got the number one pick in the draft. What better spot to be? By the way, Florida, no taxes, limited taxes. I'm just saying, it's a benefit. All the things that you're looking for as a head coach, they're all right here. He can start new. So to be a new to the NFL head coach, as he's got to establish the culture and the, and the respect of NFL players being in a new league, he can do that. He's going to have the opportunity with all of these new guys, young guys, guys that he handpicks to be his big-time free agents. He can do all of that. So that is a really appealing job. If you're Urban Meyer, 
you have to look at this and go, you know, if I'm not going to jump at this job, what job am I going to jump at? I mean, really, this is this is as beautiful a situation as you could possibly ask for. You got Lawrence, like $70 million in cap space, and you got a lot of leeway to do whatever you want. You got to figure he's coming into this job with power, right? I mean, it's Urban Meyer. He knows how to identify talent. So he's going to have a big say in things and the full reign. It's just a great spot to be, and I just want to see what he does because we have all these conversations. Like, you look at great college coaches, and honestly, I know Saban went pro before, and I was talking about it like two minutes ago, but wouldn't you want to see Saban go pro again? Wouldn't you want to see what that looks like? Isn't that interesting as he's made this adjustment and realized, like, hey, college is more of an offensive thing now. I got to make that switch. He's made the switch. Like, what does he look like now? Could he make that adjustment? Would he learn from the last time he was pro? Would he have more respect being a guy that's won all the national championships that he's had with Alabama? Does that change things a little bit more? It could. I'd love to see what it looks like. And with the college game and the pro game being so much more similar, for a guy like Urban Meyer to look at Jacksonville and go, yeah, I'm going to make this leap, it's an easier transition to make now than it was before. So... I think Meyer's going to be successful. It's just a question of how long until he's successful. Does he turn this around? I mean, do they become a respectable team in a year? Do they win five or six games next year? They could. I can easily believe that. If you got Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and whatever they want to spend the money on, I can see that happening real quick. So, reportedly, he's already assembling his staff. Like, he's ready to go. I, I love this move. I love everything about it. It's good for the NFL. It's good for Meyer. Here's the other thing, too. Myers had, and, and somebody hit me up on Twitter with this. You can find me at It's Vince Quinn. They mentioned the idea that, okay, there's been various investigations in Meyer, and I, I think most of those, is that mostly recruiting? I know he's got other stuff around him, but some of it, I believe, is recruiting. That's a college problem. And you go pro, not a problem. You just pay guys, and it is what it is. So, anyway, 855-212-4227. Graceffo, yes, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, he was harboring someone on his staff at Ohio State who was involved oh, well, that, in, the, yeah. in in a in a big thing. No, I I know that that was a big incident. And once I said it, it came to mind. And but. that's something that like people are, I don't know, people are worried about it still. But I mean, I don't know why you, you would be worried about it. It's not like Zach Smith's going to be connected to Urban Meyer when he goes to Jacksonville in any way. Yeah, so I don't know why you. No, and now you say it. That's all. That's all coming back to mind. He had an ugly press conference, and there was a lot of stuff around this. So he's going to have to answer for that. He's going to have to answer for all that stuff. But. The general college fuss, you don't have to deal with that anymore. Now you just sign players and you move on. So, 855-212-4227, that's how you get in. I'm Vince Quinn here on CBS Sports Radio, and we have a trade request in the NBA. I want to talk about that. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. And I did something to celebrate the new year because here's the thing if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of months, if you were listening in version one of the show before the pandemic, uh, I've got plans. 
I've got plans with this thing. I want to take this somewhere. I'm not just showing up and going home and forgetting about it. I like being here. I like doing this. I like talking with you. This is my job, you know? And I want to build this show. I want to build this into something. I want to have a good time. I want to tour. I would love to go to different cities and do the show live from wherever you're listening. If they carry the show, I'd love to go there and hang out and say hi to people and eat your food and just have a good time. That's what I'm looking to do this year. Obviously, we got to see how vaccines and all play out. And I don't think CBS is exactly going to be flying me out to places. So I might have to road trip it a little bit. But I got plans, okay? I got plans. So here's one of the small things that I wanted to do to kick the year off. And let's have some fun with this. Is I made a mailbox. Made a little mailbox. I was looking uh, like two weeks ago. I walked down the hall and I noticed they had... Like, a, you know, just a big cubby kind of thing with all these little boxes in it. And I'm looking around, and there's a lot of boxes there. I mean, there's a lot of them. And I'm seeing all these different people. And, you know, producers, update people, hosts, uh, just a lot of different people. And I'm like, well, I was here. I mean, I just got back like two months ago, three months ago. But I was here over a year ago. And so, surely, I have a mailbox, and I looked, and I kept looking, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't see it. Should I look again? Yes. Okay. Nope. No mailbox. And I was like, all right, I'm sick of this. I'm making a mailbox. That is absurd. It is absurd. I mean, I was going to say I'm a big deal, but that's that's not exactly the case. But you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And this is where we start. I've made a mailbox. It's not even technically for me. I made the mailbox and labeled it the Vince Quinn Show. So... It's me and Graceffo. Now, if you want to mail us, I did put out the address because, like, I like actual mail. Well, not sent to my house because that's usually, like, dumb, you know, hey, uh, here's this thing from the supermarket you don't go to. or You know, it's it's just useless junk that you throw into the trash. Any, any bills are paperless, whatever. But... Actual mail at a radio station for the years that I've worked at radio stations, it could be pretty fun. It could be get pretty better fun. Now. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, you get different books. You get people sending pictures of random stuff, cards, like all sorts of cool things come through the actual mail. When somebody likes a show enough to mail you something, that's usually, one, it's cool that somebody likes a show enough to physically write something out and go to a post office or walk down the street to the mailbox and give it to you. So I think all that's really cool. So I decided, you know what? I want a mailbox. I made a mailbox. We'll see what happens with it. But it's The guy is drunk. No comment. Uh, If you want to mail something to us, 345 Hudson Street, New York, New York, 10014. That is the address for the mailbox. And... I'd love to see what you send. So let's see where it goes. I'd love to have some fun with this. You now have a mailbox. If you're a fan of the show, I'd love to hear from you. So outside of that, let's talk about Jim Harbaugh. Because woo, I, I was stunned when I saw this. I, I was looking around today. The story said that Jim Harbaugh has been offered... A five-year extension. We've talked multiple times over the course of this year about whether or not he's going to get fired. Fired! 
They want to extend him for five years. That's crazy. I mean, look at Michigan. They've fallen off. And how sad is it? Like, if you're a fan of Michigan football, or, you know, if you hate Michigan football, either way you look at it, as a fan, it's sad. It's sad that they're looking at what the Jim Harbaugh experience has been for a program that is as storied and respected as Michigan. That is a top-flight blue blood program. They've decided they're good with five more years of Jim Harbaugh. This guy's a choke artist. Yeah, at best. At best, he's not even in enough of these games. So the Jim Harbaugh experience has been a failure. If you're a fan of Michigan, honestly, if you're a fan of Michigan or you hate Michigan, I would love to know how you feel about this one. 855-212-4227. How do you justify extending Jim Harbaugh for five more years? That just sounds crazy. Losing to Ohio State year in and year out, not winning bowl games, like it it's just not doing anything for anybody. 855-212-4227. But here's the other thing about it. Here's, here's the other part that makes this so funny and ridiculous. It's not just that they offered Harbaugh five more years, which I, I just don't understand, but he doesn't really want to accept the offer. That's, that's the other part that's really funny about this. We're talking about whether or not the guy should be fired. He gets a miracle five-year extension offer, and he goes, you know, let me see what else is on the table. He's looking for NFL jobs. He's looking around and seeing if he can get back into the the you know professional ranks here. And it's so funny. I mean, I'll say this. He's better off. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, he probably is better off. Now, I don't think he's going to get a better deal than what Michigan's offering him. He's not going to get five years of security to go pro at this point. But if he wants to go pro, there will be teams that are interested in him. And so he should explore it. Now, who makes the most sense? That's the question. If Jim Harbaugh was going to go to an NFL team, which one would want him? Which team... Do you think he'd be productive with? Is there a team that you think he'd be productive with? Was the San Francisco thing a a four-year fluke? And now it's just the game's changed. He's not the same guy. Whatever it is, it's not going to work out. Because I think Jim Harbaugh has something left as a coach. I'm not telling you he's done. I'm not telling you he's a complete fraud. You can't have four years of success in the NFL and go to a Super Bowl and be a complete fraud, right? Like that's We love to throw the term fraud around. In sports talk, that's a very popular phrase with people. I I will not call Jim Harbaugh a fraud, but he's not a great college coach. And so, yeah, like maybe he should look at going pro. So where does it make sense? Well, the one team that I think really stands out as somebody that could get rid of their head coach, haven't done it yet, but could be a good fit for him, the Chargers. I look at the Chargers and I go, you know, may I, I could see Jim Harbaugh going there and things looking pretty good. They got a lot of talent on that team because that's what he did with San Francisco, by the way. Remember what that was like. You had Mike Singletary. He was the head coach for a couple of years. Um, I believe it was Mike Nolan before that. It was just a team that they had drafted Alex Smith. He was getting a new offensive coordinator every single year. They kept getting high draft picks. They're adding all these different guys, and they just weren't winning games. And so 
Harbaugh comes in, and suddenly they go from a team that's like six and ten to I believe it was the NFC Championship game that first year. Like he, I mean, that's simple, that quick, done. He, he turned them into a, a really solid, dangerous football team. So for the Chargers, they have a lot of talent. They've had some injury issues. You've got a young, talented quarterback. He had Kaepernick before. Now you've got a guy that can also move in Justin Herbert. Like, could that make sense for Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I don't. I would say this as much as that's something. If I'm Harbaugh, I would try to get the Chargers job if it becomes available. I would try to go get it. That doesn't mean the Chargers should necessarily be tripping over themselves to go and get Jim Harbaugh. You know what I mean? Like they should be a little more hesitant. I would be asking a lot of questions on interviews. I wouldn't label him as my favorite. There's a lot of good candidates out there in the NFL right now. So I'd be poking around at other places, but if I'm the Chargers, uh, I was talking with Graceffo about this before. He's interested. Like you would at least, you would like a Jim Harbaugh interview for the Jets, right? Like you'd be down with that move. Yeah, I would not be totally opposed. Yeah. So, okay. So you've got the Chargers, the Jets, would the Falcons make sense? I don't know. I, I feel like they should go with somebody else outside of Harbaugh. That doesn't feel like... I think if you have a competent quarterback that needs some rebuilding and some retooling, you should interview Jim Harbaugh. Okay. And, yeah, maybe more teams should. Uh, let me let me see here. I got a list of some of the teams. Houston? Maybe? Jim Harbaugh has, like you said, Jim Harbaugh's not a fraud. He he did. He, you don't go to NFC Championship games two years in a row and, and be a fraud. And the way he basically rebuilt the Niner program from dust, got them to NFC Championship games, and did something really special with the quarterbacks he had there, people should be looking at Jeff Har- Jim Harbaugh to get NFL jobs. And, and by the way, he was successful at Stanford too. So he's done it at the college level. It's just since he's gotten to Michigan, it's been a disaster. As far as what the expectations were and what your average Michigan fan wants to see from that team – for what they have been, it's not there. It, and it hasn't been for Michigan for quite some time. So for them to go and look at Harbaugh and what it's been and say, you know what, let's keep this guy for five more years, that's surprising. I just, I figured they would want somebody else. They would try somebody new. They would try to, I, I don't know. I, like Steve Sarkeesian just went to Texas. He's getting that head coaching job. He's been at Alabama for a couple of years. He's been on uh, Nick Saban's staff on the offensive side. Now he's going to go to Texas. He's going to be there for the bowl game, by the way. He's going to be there for the the national football championship or the college football championship. But he's getting a head coaching job elsewhere. Like, if you're Michigan, would you want to look at that? I mean, he's gone now. But five more years of Harbaugh just seems like for Michigan, it's a mistake. So for Harbaugh to look elsewhere, I'd, I'd rather see him elsewhere, honestly. I'm telling you, dude. We, we kind of talked about this earlier off the air. Yeah. But they really are afraid of what they're going to look like without Jim Harbaugh. They have like, to be. Like, they, they, are, they are worried that they're going to go back to Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke and other people. Like, if you're, bringing in, if you're bringing back Jim Harbaugh for five years, which, you know, we don't know that's happening. It's not set in stone. We think he has the offer. We don't know. You obviously are very scared that if Jim Harbaugh leaves, you are going to turn into, like, Siberia for college football. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> it's basically Stockholm syndrome for a, a for an NCAA uh, for a football uh, college football head coach. Like, that's what it is. It's basically like we we have uh, become familiar with our captor and we we like him very much, <laughs> and we're just you know we're just gonna ride the wave here, and maybe one year out of the five he can beat Ohio State. Like yeah. maybe the one year out of the five he can beat them. That's what it feels like, and it's because crazy. they it's are just on a different level. Like it's not even they're in a different stratosphere, and they are just they're afraid of if they let Jim Harbaugh go, of what the possibility is that you know they're basically going to become nothing. And it's weird because I get it. Harbaugh was a player there, but after he's coached for five years, I would figure the fan base isn't like, well, he's a legend. You know what I mean? Like you have certain college coaches that are a team for thirty-five years. And it's impossible to get rid of that guy because he's been around for so long. He's an institution. He's won championships and great bowl games and all these memorable players. And it's hard at that point to get rid of a guy. Harbaugh's been around for a couple of years as a coach. He hasn't been any good. But, what? But like, I get, I get what you're saying and I agree with you. Like, at that point, like, you were not, you haven't been able to beat your main rival. Like, you just got beat by Michigan State this year. That's even worse. Yeah. Like, I know you're like, you're afraid of like what's on the other side if you decide to like let go of Jim Harbaugh, but wouldn't you like you can't be any worse? Like, don't you think like, you can't you can't be any worse? Like, I know they want to they want to talk about all you know he's got a lot of wins and he's piled up the wins there and you know he's I think he's like twenty something games over five hundred or thirty something games over five hundred as the coach. Like, there's a lot to be said for piling up wins every year, but if you don't win the big games, like, what are you really? Exactly. So if you're Michigan, wouldn't you just say? Let's blow it up. Get rid of this guy. I mean, think of the money that you're going to offer Jim Harbaugh to be there for five years. If that's what the deal is, it's got to be a sizable chunk of money. It's a big program with a big stadium with a big support base. Like, there's money to be had at Michigan. But even he's telling you, if we if we think the deal is out there and we don't know for sure again, he's telling you, like, I really don't want to be here. Like, right. he, he hasn't. If he, if you gave him five years security at X, which I'm sure X is an exorbitant number, it's him and it's Michigan. Yeah. Like, and he hasn't signed it yet. Like, shouldn't that tell you I don't? He doesn't want to be there. Shouldn't it tell you like he wants to move on and it's not working out? It's like it's a marriage between two people that were in love with each other that like has just frayed over time. This is all water. It, it should be so easy, right? But it's it's what it, it like it's what I just told you. It's a marriage between like two people that were in love with each other and yeah. they've slowly fallen out of love with each other. And Michigan is the guy is the guy who's hanging on, and Jim Harbaugh is the wife who's like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, it's a, it's terrible. We don't talk about anything anymore. Yeah, it's it, and. For good reason. Like, it's just, it, it's a mess. So, 855-212-4227. You know what? Let's, uh, let's grab a call. Let's go to Troy and Concord. Troy, uh, Troy, you're on the air. What's up? Yo, what's going on? How are you? Doing good. What's on your mind, Troy? Um, do you have any um, snow out there? Snow? Snow. In terms of weather. No, not currently. Why? <laughs> okay, we got snow, we got sleet, we got rain. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> Harbaugh and Michigan. Eh, I gotta go back, and I'm going to Notre Dame or Iowa in terms of my teams. Well, uh, Troy, let me ask you something. What are you up to? Uh, just hanging out and, uh, listening to you, uh, guys. The guy uh, is drunk! 
Yeah, well, Troy, yeah, it seems like you're you're having a good time, man. Like, I appreciate you listening to the show. It's just, uh, you know, there's no snow. We, we don't have any snow right now, or at least, well, I'm indoors right now. Like, I'm in a windowless room. My only window looks at Graceffo. That's it. I look at Graceffo. It is not snowing in Graceffo's studio. If it was, we would have very serious Doesn't problems. better than that. So, 855-212-4227 is how you join the show. 855 212 4227 or you know mail us something mail us something I set up a mailbox I would love to see what comes in the mail because why not what's the harm mail us something 345 Hudson Street 10th floor New York New York 10014 I didn't have a mailbox I made a mailbox let's fill it up with some stuff let's see what happens we'll talk about it next week so I'm Vince Quinn you can find me on Twitter at it's Vince Quinn if you want to find the address for our mailbox you're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. All right, happy new year to you. Rolling this fine morning on the morning show as Jane Graceffo looks at me like I'm an idiot correctly. I'm having a good time. That's all that matters. And we set up a mailbox, so I will continue to promote the mailbox. I decided that I would do it. I have no idea. People have threatened to send me bologna, like literal lunch meat in the mail, <laughs> which, given that we're here once a week, do not send us bologna. Do not do that. It will not help anybody. Bologna. <laughs> no bologna. Bologna. No. No, stop, stop, stop. You're not letting, no baloney. There's no baloney in the mailbox. Baloney. If you want to send things that aren't baloney, then send it to 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor, New York, New York, 10014. And we'll just see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens. It's a whole new year. You make changes. Like, I was looking around, for example, because, you know, Christmas, you get new gifts, you bring all this stuff back. You're like, oh, my God, I got so much stuff in the house already. I got to get rid of stuff. I was looking around. You know, one of the small changes I'm going to make this year is this is going to be something I do very soon. I'm getting rid of, like, all of my DVDs. Basically, every single one. They're just going to go. I don't. There's no point in having DVDs. Let me anymore. know what you got. Text me. Okay, yeah. Do you want to go through it? We, how about this? I will bring in my DVDs next week, and you, we, and we'll run through it, and you can take whatever you'd like. Cool. All right, done. Am uh, I like the like one of the five people who still have a DVD player hooked up? Well, that's the thing. I've got an Xbox and a PlayStation because I'm a video game addict, and I can't help myself. So I could run the DVDs on that, but I just stream everything all the time now. Like, I don't... I, I've got... Uh, Netflix and Hulu and there's YouTube. I can't remember last and... time I put a DVD in the DVD player. Yeah, you don't do it anymore. Nah, that's and, true. And if you're going to watch something, usually you just go, oh, okay, like it's either available for free or maybe it's free with commercials. But then if you or... have the DVD of something and you search it somewhere and they say you got to pay blah, blah, blah for it, you're putting in the DVD at that moment, aren't you? If, I, if it's one of the DVDs that I have, but I'll say well, this. Well, yeah. One... 
I don't watch a whole lot of television or movies or whatever. A lot of it is, I mean, one, it, it's a national show. I got to watch a lot of games. It's a lot of games. It's yeah, a lot of highlights. That's true, Vince. I mean, me and you are watching sports 24 hours a day, seven days a week here. Well, I'm telling you, bud. No, it's, it's Give not. me that regular season NBA. Put it in my veins. I'm watching it. Well, I got League Pass. Ma- yeah. Magic Suns. I'm watching it. I watched the Give Suns. I watched them yesterday. Magic Hawks. I'm in. Give me some other crap that nobody would watch. Well, no, I, I'm telling you, though. You got to be, you got to have at least, because I'm not going to tell you that I know oh, everything. Man. I got to watch Thunder Kings on a Wednesday at 1030. Well, see, now I'm that in. Tyrese Halliburton is injured, maybe it's not so interesting to watch the Kings. See, you got to be up on these things. This is this is the world that we live in. You got to be up on your stuff. So I'm watching. Yeah, stuff I know all who time. he is. I don't have to watch Thunder Kings on a random Wednesday. Well, yeah, I I do. I feel like I do. I, that's honestly how I approach this. I feel like I do. I got to watch Thunder Kings once in a while on a random Thursday because people like I need to be aware of stuff. How many how many people in the Oklahoma City Thunder could you name off the top of your head? Uh, well, now they've made all these. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the only guy that there really matters There's to one. me. And I'm trying to. And, and now that you put me on the spot, yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, I've got to. Because as the seasons come around, you try to brush up on everything. So I'm not going to sp- tell you I spend my time, like, constantly reading about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You just see moves happen and you try to figure out who they are and where they're going. I feel like the Thunder. I mean, who's really on the Thunder anyway? It's all about the 40 draft picks. Al Horford? Have. Oh, well, yeah, good, good riddance for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Sixers fan. You forgot, about, you forgot so quickly. I forgot where he went. I just knew he was gone. That's all that mattered to me. He's not a Sixer anymore. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they traded him, like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, and you're I, like, yeah, no, he's out of my brain I, forever. I, yeah, no, gone immediately. I just I completely forgot about it. It didn't matter. So, yeah, Al Horford doesn't exist. He's on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Good riddance. Account. Yeah, no, really. Uh, it's and, and not him as a guy. He seems like a great guy. But... I just, he was not a good fit for the Sixers. It was terrible, and I'm glad he's elsewhere. I, I don't miss Al Horford playing basketball for my team, but you got to be somewhat aware of that stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I put a lot of time into those things, and it's an exhausting process. But, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't even know where we're going with this anymore because, yeah, like, you hopped in, and then we just went down this whole rabbit hole. I forget where I was going completely. You were talking about DVDs. DVDs. That's it. DVDs. Yeah, I don't watch movies and TV all that much. So I look at my DVDs, and they're taking up all the space. And I'm like, what am I doing this for? I've got seasons of Seinfeld. It's on Hulu. Why am I? Why do I need big boxes full of all these DVDs of Seinfeld when I can just click? It's digital. It just it shows up. It disappears. It's out of my life. I don't need it. I don't need DVDs anymore. So I've decided I'm getting rid of them. That is a new thing I'm doing in the new year. I'm cleaning out basically all DVDs that I own. So we'll go through those next week. Good for you, buddy. And there's there's some gems in there. I Cle- was, like a big cleanse for you. Yes, I I gotta do it. I gotta do it, man. I just got too much stuff in the I'm, house. I might walk out of here with twenty DVDs. I'm not kidding you. It's fine. Take it's a, it's a big uh, it's a big possibility. Take as many as you want. Because here was the thought that I had as well. I because I, I would love to you know theoretically it's like oh well Vince why don't you just put them on eBay and you can sell them and like. The, the cost. At a dollar a pop? Well, and that's the thing. And then by the time I pay for the, mailing the thing, it's going to cost me more to mail it and give it to somebody. Like, trying to sell it is going to cost me money. You know what I mean? I lose on the endeavor of selling a DVD because nobody's going to pay, you know, eight bucks for 
a used DVD of The Dark Knight. I, it's a great movie. I don't want that one. But you don't want The Dark Knight? I no. thought that was a slam dunk. No, I don't want You don't it. like that movie? No. Oh, dude, come no, on. How much you like that movie? I don't watch Batman movies. Oh, oh is this Superhero wait. movies, I don't watch You them. don't watch any superhero movies? Not really. Really? Yeah, no, not Why really. Why not? I don't. I just don't. You I just, don't care. You're just not interested? No, yeah, right. I'm not interested. I Have don't you care. watched any of them? I watched I watched Joker. That was fine. Okay, I mean, in the scale of superhero movies, it's good, but there's, Dark Knight is like a, that's a, like, everybody in America loves the Dark Knight. Like, that is just the rule of thumb. I don't, no, I, no. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, not taking that one. See, so. Don't bring it. Uh, like, let me, you know, now part of me, I can't, I can't help myself. I'm going to go to, I'm going to look up, well, I'll continue doing the show, but I'm going to go to eBay, because I have to talk sports at some point, or they're going to kill me. But, sure. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to eBay and figure out how much the Dark Knight on DVD is selling for There's right now. There's no way it's more than five bucks. Uh, exactly. And used? Like, what is, what is the Dark Knight used worth? I, I mean, it, it, it's not worth shipping. It's just, oh, here we go. Use DVD. Very good in all caps. Three ninety two. Great. Yeah. Oh, I'm you made yourself it. four bucks. And, not and even. The, and there was shipping and paying for the envelope because you get like those big envelopes for the big DVD cases. You know, you, you, it's going to cost me a buck or two anyway. I'm making like a dollar on the whole thing. It's not worth well, it. Well, you know, there's one Washington you didn't have before. That's what you got to look at. There we go. Dollar earned, baby. Yeah. If I save up enough, maybe I can, I don't know, afford McDonald's. Buy a house? I mean, you know. In this economy, you never know. It's hard to give them away. I mean, that's like that's the only way to handle a DVD at this point. Is you just give them away to people and hope somebody's interested. So we'll do that next week. We'll see where that goes. But also, if you want to mail me things, like DVDs, I guess, just to troll me, I don't know. Um... 345 Hudson Street, 10th floor, New York, New York, 10014. That's the address. I just set it up. We've got our little box here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for some mail. Can't wait to see what comes in. So here's something I want to get to, right? Arizona and the Rams are playing today. Big time game. This is playoff experience uh, for or, or the playoff berth for either team is on the line. They've got to win this game. I mean, the Rams could technically do it, but... Uh, it, well, really, both. It depends on the Bears, but there's playoff stakes between these two teams within the division, and for the Rams, they're in a bit of a peculiar spot because think about this: Jared Goff is injured, and the backup quarterback for the Rams. Well, nobody really knows who he is. Can you do us all a favor and tell us how to say your last name? John uh, Wolford. Do you pronounce the L? Wolford. Yeah, I think so. A little bit. Okay. Some of your coaches have had a few other variations of that. Yeah, I, I, I don't even correct them. I don't, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> they don't even know the poor kid's name. Oh, it's so good. They have no idea how to say his name. They're like, and he's like, I don't care. Say whatever you want. Do you pronounce the L? I don't know. A little. Kinda. It's like. Bro, it's your name. It's your like, name. Like, yeah. what, like, who else would say it? <laughs> Who else would know how to say it? Was, is, is what I meant yeah, to say. It's great, man. It's great. He's just like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm just happy to be here. Like, it's cool. All the coaches are calling him the wrong name. I mean, think about this. The they, they've called him like curse team. words. I'm sure. He's like, yeah, great. As long as they like know that I'm here. As long as they're not just calling him by his number. You know, like if he was at this point in the season and they're like, listen. 
four. You know, like that's <laughs> that would really be atrocious. Because at that point, that was me when I played freshman football. This is this is how bad my sports career was. I played freshman football in high school. I had the same practice number as another guy, and they never learned my name the whole season. I was the other 50. I wasn't even 50. I was the other 50 the whole season. You're, you're John Wolford. That's you. That's you. Yes. So this guy, who no one knows his name, including the coaching staff of the team that he plays for, well, he's they, going... They said, go get him. It's, it's only a playoff spot on the line. Yeah, it's only you go figure season. it out. No you got him. Deal. Go get him, Johnny boy. They just don't call him by... They just never bring up the last name. In a sport where you got a lot of people on the roster, you got to figure... They mentioned the last, like a lot of guys have to be called by their last name. Which, by the way, isn't Sean McVay some sort of savant where he remembers everything? Well, yes, yes. So he can't. So, you tell me he doesn't remember this kid's how to say this kid's name? He maybe he's the only guy. He's the only one, and everybody else is like Wolfie. I don't know. Like they just they just try to get as close as they possibly can, and he doesn't care. So he's just like, yeah, man. As long as I'm starting, cool. How much is this, is this team kicking themselves? By the way, I mean. Don't they have to be just be like kicking themselves that they just, they had they had the jets in their building and they couldn't beat them? Like how much yeah. should they just be like, oh man, we stink? Yeah, like, like do we even deserve to get here? <laughs> and now we got to play this poor kid, and he we don't even know who he is. Because golf. Goff could be back. He could be back if they make it far enough into the playoffs. They haven't exactly said how far that would be, but if they make it far enough into the playoffs, he could play. So. Yeah, beat the Jets. It'd be nice. Now, here's the thing. Let me, let me ask you. Where did John Wolford, where did he go to college? Where did he play? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking him up all week. I could tell you he played for the Arizona Hotshots in the Alliance of American Football. Oh, there we are. I could tell you that much. I kind of miss the Alliance of American Football. You're the only one. I'm, uh, except for the guy who hosts mornings on this network. Well, you and him, the well, only people. Technically, I host mornings as well. well I mean, true. Yeah. Let's, you, let's, you and him are the same. This is a morning show. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just on a little less often, you know. I've had, but I'm a morning show. Wouldn't it be funny if John Walford went to Wofford? <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> yeah, I'm John Wolford. I went to school at Wofford. <laughs> Wolford's Wofford. It's like a m bad Muppet. It is. A, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> Seriously, where did he go to college? I don't know. He went to Wake Forest, apparently. All right. I have no idea. There you go. I've, There's something. I've never heard of him in my life prior to like two days oh, no. ago. For former Jet. He was here. He was a Jet. He was, in, he was here for preseason like two years ago. Oh, my God. So, wait. He, was he beat out by Luke Falk, who got sacked 10, uh, uh, 10 times? That might have been the year before. That might have been the year before he was okay. here. Okay. Because, man, that was that was a rough one. That was a rough game. Uh, yeah, John Wolford, who nobody even knows his actual name, and he dodges the own, his own pronunciation. He's like, yeah, you kind of say the L. He's going to have the season on the line for the Rams. Like, that is crazy. That's crazy. And here's the other thing. If that guy wins the game and looks good, Goff struggled, and, like, there's not really a quarterback controversy, but... There will be fans that say, you know, I would like to see Wolford play yeah, it over imagine Goff. if John Wolford lights it up and then Sean McVay has to answer the dumb question of, hey, you going to start John Wolford in this playoff game? 
<laughs> he's going to answer the question all week. Yeah. And he's going to be like, oh, Walford, what, 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 Walford? Yeah, Walford's going to, he's going to be our starter this week. So here's the other thing. They asked him, uh, Wolford, like, hey, you're you're going to be starting in a playoff game. How are you handling all this? Are you sleeping all right? Here's Wolford. I feel good. Yeah, I've been sleeping fine. Um, the first night I found out I, I slept a little bit less than normal, but you know, I think sleep's super important. I read a book called Why We Sleep. Um, you guys should read it if you haven't read it, if you're not uh, avid sleepers. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to get my sleep. This guy's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's giving out book plugs. <laughs> hey, oh, if you never noticed why we sleep before. Oh, I don't know, because we have to? Hey, I read a book about it. Hey, how about that? <laughs> sleep, it's good for people. This guy had a LinkedIn account up until a couple days ago. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm not making it up. He had really? a LinkedIn account. Yeah. That's awesome. There was another guy this year in the NFL that had a LinkedIn account. I'm trying to think of who it was, but there was a guy early in the season who had a LinkedIn account, and it was, like, all over the place. Oh, my God, this is going to kill me, but it was so funny because yeah, you don't blame these guys. Like, they just – you go through college, and, and you try to – But for know. him to say, I read a book about why we sleep – Read something else. Like, isn't there anything else on your mind that you could, like, read about? Well, how we sleep would be more interesting. Like, maybe he was trying to say how we sleep. How no, the we book sleep. was called Why We Sleep. Okay. okay, that's Because you fair. should? I don't know. Sleep is good. I, I mean, I'm not the smartest guy. I would think it's the favorite part of my day. It, well, yeah, it's. I, I think you enjoy it more than the show. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing when I get out of here? As you should, as you should. So, all right, uh, 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. <laughs> the guy's starting a playoff game. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, all oh, the other 52 guys are just depending on you. I've never taken a snap before. Uh, how do we say his name? Yeah. He's going to be introducing himself to guys in the huddle. He's going to be uh, shaking everybody's hand. No, I know the plays. Don't worry. <laughs> He's starting against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are at least, they're not amazing, but... The Cardinals are good. Like, that's a solid football team that could beat you on any given week. And here he is, and, and he's got to win this playoff game. It's it's crazy, man. That's crazy. I can't wait to see how that game shakes out. So, anyway, 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn. You can also hop in on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn, and that's all one word, at It's Vince Quinn. Someone has just threatened to send me DVDs in the mail. 